Mountaineers, you're listening to The Girls Who Get It with Kaylee Riccatelli and Sydney Wentz. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. I hope you're having a better day than me. Oh. <laughs> Sydney's, Sydney's having a rough day. Sydney's right having now. a rough day. I hope you guys actually got to um, go to Free Wings yesterday because I didn't get the chance. I didn't go to Free Wings, but we'll talk about that off the air. <laughs> Oh, okay. Slay, slay. Um, but yeah, it was free wings for the overtime Super Bowl yesterday. I didn't, I didn't get the chance to uh, catch them. But anyway, we have a lot of women's sports. Yeah, we today. do. And uh, we're gonna, we're gonna try to. This is either all these stories are positive or angry. So yes. <laughs> we are going to either choose to look at them from the positive perspective or we're going to simply choose violence today i'm uh we're, we're gonna let sydney loose on this i'm um, bordering on l- choosing violence <laughs> we're gonna let sydney loose on this one story to get some anger out am i going first <laughs> i got to hit the cough button i've never done that oh before. my gosh am um, i going first no we're gonna talk about this uh this high schooler in arizona first okay yes because slay her uh this young lady out in arizona she's a wrestler um, she won the boys division <laughs> of the state championship. So I need to look up her name. In wrestling. I, I just had it pulled up too. I should have kept it up. I know. I knew it and now I forget it. So, uh, Audrey Jimenez is the first girl to win an Arizona state wrestling title while competing against boys. Yeah. So the video is sick. It's like she is good. Like she's, she's like crazy. flipping him over, and like she sized up well to him too. I will say this: this girl is jacked. First of all, like, mm-hmm. did you see her arms? Yes. But and she she's in high school. She's a senior at Sunnyside High School in uh, Arizona, and she had actually, like, I guess petitioned the state or something, and asked them if she could compete against boys because she already had three girls state championships under her belt. Like, freshman, sophomore, junior year, she won the girls' state championship. And and I would like to argue my high school did this because we are, like, I think six or seven times in the last ten years uh, football state champions. Uh We've moved up and down divisions for competitive balance. I simply call it competitive balance. If she was beating all the people... That she was up against for three years, put her up against different people and see if she still wins. And she still won. But yeah, exactly. And because she she said she wanted a challenge. She said she was like, I don't feel challenged against girls. So she asked if she could compete against boys. They let her. And then she won. And this this picture is so funny because she's standing on top of the podium like cheesing. And uh, the boys in like second, third, fourth and lower are like absolutely pissed off like they're they're all like straight face like like high school boys who are angry and it's it's so funny but i saw that i was like dang and she's only in high school like i wonder if she's wrestling like in college or something after this that'd be sick yeah but um congratulations yeah congratulations audrey that's crazy <laughs> uh west west virginia sends you love yes so this next story, Sydney, I'm going to let you okay. lose here. So for reference, everyone remembers I played volleyball competitively from third grade 
to 10th grade and I um, was around volleyball in some way or another until I coached graduated high school. I was coached by my mom my whole childhood. So my mother actually was the person who sent me this. Really? On Facebook. <laughs> as all the millennials do. See, I was hoping... <laughs> as all the as all our youngsters do. I was hoping Sydney wouldn't see this before we... Because we were supposed to no. record yesterday. I was Dog. hoping... I was hoping been, she wouldn't see it so been, I could like tell her and get the genuine reaction. No, I've been out here doing my research and gathering my thoughts. Because here's the deal. When you go to junior Olympic volleyball tryouts, like travel team tryouts... If they don't have people at your tryout that are trying out for that position, they want to have like a multitude of positions. Um, but sometimes they have like players that are on contract from previous seasons that they're going to build teams around. So not everyone goes to every tryout. There were no setters at a volleyball tryout that I went to. And I made the team because I volunteered to set and I didn't double a single time. That's just good luck genuinely it was good luck i was like 15 so the ncaa playing rules oversight panel approved to allow women's volleyball players to contact the ball more than once with any part of their body in a single attempt on a team's second contact when the ball is played to a teammate so essentially it is approving that you can double when you set so if it like rolls off your fingers weird, it's still fair play. If you like palm it by accident, like it's still fair play. Hmm. Probably isn't going to be the greatest set of your life, but it's still fair play because it's always been fair play in men's because I was the boys volleyball team manager for four years in high school and watching these boys set is like watching nails go across the chalkboard. Oh. It's one of the like seven more painful fi- painful things to watch in life. So men's volleyball is like men's basketball where they're not They're not as clean. <laughs> they're not as clean. They're not as fend- fundamentally sound compared but, to women. Yes, compared to women, but that's besides the point. So there's actually some other rules amongst this. Um you will be allowed to also designate two liberos. So you're allowed to carry more than one libero on your roster, but they can only play that set. So like you can put different liberos in and oftentimes you'll alternate your liberos or like someone will play um, like only one libero wear a jersey. You can now designate two liberos. But they can't play at the same time. They cannot play in the game at the same time. Um, but they can be designated for the same set. So you can switch out your liberos with the same two middle hitters because that's normally what happens is you put a middle hitter in the back middle row and they switch out with a libero because you don't need to use a substitution for a libero because when you're like keeping the scorebook because it's a paper book or sometimes people do it on a computer now, you keep track of the number of substitutions, who goes in for who, because you can only sub with the same person every time. Um, unless you have, you can have one designated specialist player, which is what I was for the last three years that I played, where you can go in for anyone at any point throughout the entire game. Mm-hmm. It can switch every set, but I could have gone in for like three different people throughout the entire game. Okay. You can designate one specialist and they are essentially there to be your everyone's screwing up. We need someone <laughs> to like 
keep a brain between their head and go. Um, but now, and then there's the libero tracker, which literally is a little strip of paper. And it literally is like, what player, what middle hitter does that libero go for in every time? But I believe now you can switch between the four. So you can have like two middle hitters, two liberos, and you can do like a one, 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 two, two, one, one, two, however okay. you want to switch that up. So that's the two liberos rule. Other rule changes, um, allowing a referee to issue an administrative sanction or a red card to the home team in instances where spectators enroach the playing area and the host administration fails to resolve the problem. So no storming the volleyball court, No guys. storming <laughs> the volleyball court, um, allowing interference above the net. So essentially, like, it gets a little tangled up there sometimes, especially when you're good at blocking and it either bounces off your hand and it hits you in the net or you actually end up hitting each other in the air. Like, bodies will hit depending on how close you get to the net. So that will be challenged in video review if uh, whether an opponent was touched. So like if you're blocking and it doesn't actually touch your hand and it goes over them or it goes through them, that can be challenged by video review as not being an extra contact. That goes along with that two-contact rule. Okay. Um, I was always told never wear jewelry when you play volleyball. I was always terrified by girls who had belly button rings and oh. played volleyball. Oh, if you have to like um, oh. expanding the jewelry rule to allow small, snug fitting nose rings and ear cuffs. Okay. And then requiring all protests to be resolved during the match. So like if there's any kind of play challenging, it has to be resolved within that match rather than by a rules coordinator. A lot of this is because I mean every single different organizations like when I played volleyball I played through the Ohio Valley region the OVR they hosted their own tournaments their own things we would all kind of follow the same rules and bylaws I don't know that this is going to be adopted by every single organization across the country this is the NCAA so when you get to the collegiate level and you're playing this is what they're adopting yeah another thing that's interesting because I've always found it more challenging I think boys find it easier to play with the women's ball and girls find it easier to learn to play with the men's ball. Oh. So they are having an experimental rule. The women's volleyball rules committee in January approved this experimental rule to allow women's teams to use the men's or international volleyball, which is the plastic one with a more spiral look. So like mm -hmm. normally a volleyball should have, She's 18 panels on right it. Now. 18 panels on it. Three on each side on six sides. Um, and it makes a circle. That's a women's volleyball. It's like kind of soft, kind of plush. The men's ball is a little bit harder. It almost reminds me of like a um, kickball. I was going to say, like, yeah. Cons like plastic consistency with like a ribbing on it. I couldn't think of what sport those were for. I was going to say and the balls that go doink. Yeah, it's a kickball. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's just a little bit harder, but it's called like a non-smooth cover. So like the women's volleyballs are considered smooth and they're normally leather or plastic. And these are non-smooth, like rib, oh, rib okay. plastic. Okay. There's nothing to really go off about. I think that it's going to help with the movement of play. I think people are going to see it as unfair if people are getting good hits off of horrible sets mm. i think it makes the lives of the setters so much easier and it makes hitters as a former like 
uh, weak side hitter, right side hitter, it makes me want to lose my mind. <laughs> because if you're being set, because normally how it works is you set to the left side straight out, you set to the middle straight up, and you have to be able to, and I was never able to do it when I would like practice setting, is you have to be able to shift your wrist fully back and back set. And that's how you, unless they're going to completely switch up the way the pass is coming and set to you the opposite way, you're being back set. And it's normally going straight up or it's normally going wide out. Right side is one of the hardest hits to time. And when those sets are bad, you might as well tip off of it. You're mm -hmm. not getting a hit in. Tip to the corners, people. My volleyball players. Tip to those back corners. They're not being covered for shit. <laughs> Thank you. This has been volleyball. Yeah. See, I think you were you were like a little frustrated about it yesterday, but I guess reading into it's it, it's not kinda as much of a stupid. Like it's literally just it's making us play like men. Like women's volleyball is one of the most clean, choreographed, like dance top messes of sports. Like when women's volleyball players are so good, it's one of my favorite things in the world. Like my, f I will forever follow and stand. Nebraska and Wisconsin and Penn State, even our own volleyball team. Uh -huh. Like when there's just such a good hit off of like a beautifully like put up set, it's just it's what makes it good. So like I'm just intri I think it's just gonna make it. And I, think I mean that rule doesn't necessarily mean they have to do yes, that. It just no. means that they're allowed to. Yes, so you do not have to double on every set, but it will. They're saying it's going to increase speed of play, which I do agree with, but yeah. I also think it is going to make it more difficult for, like, rallies to end because mm -hmm. oftentimes, unless a rally, like, ends with, like, people sliding into chairs and stuff and they call a replay, yeah, like, if you're going to just keep playing off of bad sets, you're going to go on all night and we're going to yeah. be playing games to 15 or we'll be playing a full 25 game until 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. That's well. my rant. That was quite peaceful for how angry I but yeah, so volleyball updates in the NCAA also happening in the NCAA. Not to listen, not to bring her up again. I know she's everywhere, but also she kind of deserves it. Uh, Caitlin Clark uh, is doing big things out in Iowa. One, Iowa put a mark on the court where she broke the scoring record. That's it cool. It says 22 Clark, and it's right where she stood when she broke the women's scoring record. But they might have to put another mark on the court here soon. Oh, because Caitlin is 50 or not 50, 51 points from the all time NCAA scoring record, like men's and women's men's and women's NCAA scoring record. She's 51 points away. And I think she still has another year of eligibility. Who would she be beating? It was someone I hadn't really heard of before. And I forget what his name is, but I think it's it's one that's been around for it's a record that's been there for okay. a while. You know, uh, I think you just... Pete, Pete Marovich. Okay. Just just keep breaking records, girl. Who did he play keep for? Keep doing it. LSU and NBA star Pete Marovich's mm -hmm. all-time NCAA record of 3,667. Yeah. 
And she has two games to go. She, she scored 49 in the game she broke the mm-hmm. women's record in. We obviously talk about him here, but I am going to bring something up for a second. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my dad this weekend. He came to town to see me. And he was like, I was like, he's like, so what do you think all these sports we were talking about? The men are playing basketball. Yeah, they're playing. They're playing basketball. The men are playing basketball. Um, and I was like, well, our women's team is great. And he's like, they are. And I was like, yeah, we're, we're ranked. Like we're, we're absolutely killing it. And he's like, well, if it isn't Caitlin Clark, they're not talking about it. And I was like, you know what? At least it's a woman they're talking about. Yeah. I've been seeing more about Juju Watkins too. Oh, she's killing it. The freshman at USC. But yeah, Caitlin Clark has dominated the majority of women's sports. (laughs) discussions but i feel like i think if men's basketball keeps moving at this rate we should make an executive decision as a university to start making request phases for women's basketball games instead of men's just putting that out there i mean i haven't well no they always do that but um this was the first year that i saw them put chairs in the student section like the lower student section oh i love the lower student section with the chairs and oh yeah and you sit there and you feel like you're a little vip oh yeah it's so peaceful you feel boo but um but yeah, so Caitlin is on track. Caitlin, Cl- uh, Caitlin Clark is Slay. on track to um, break the NCAA all-time scoring record. Slay. I hope she does. That'd be really cool to see. Yeah, it would be. Um, and another woman who's making waves is Jennifer King, who was just hired as the Chicago Bears' first female coach in franchise history. She is going to be the assistant running backs coach. Um, but she, this is not, she's no stranger to the NFL. She has already coached for the commanders mm-hmm. where she, I think she was the wide receivers. That's coach. so cool. And she's been an intern at, with the, I think she interned with the Panthers. She coached for the commanders and then she might've been an assistant wide receivers coach with the commanders. And then now she's an assistant running backs coach for the bears. Like, hello? Did she play football? I don't know. This is so interesting to me. Can I coach? <laughs> let me, me me and my limited knowledge. Give me a call, Neil. Let, let, let me look her up give real me, quick. Give me, give me a ring, Neil. I got some ideas. He said, please, Neil. Please, anyone. I've got but. some ideas. I'll take the I'll take the mayo bath at the bowl game for you next year if it means you'll hire me. She played basketball and softball at Guilford College. Okay, so she's just she just understands football. Ah, uh, and then she she got a degree in sports management and played in the women's football alliance as a quarterback and receiver for the Carolina Phoenix from 2006 to 2017. That's so cool. Okay, so she is a women's football player. She has played foot she played football for a long okay. time actually. Yeah. Okay, so she is a women's football player. And now she's That's an NFL so coach. That's sick. That's really cool. And I think that like shows me like a lot of hope and insight into the fact that I think we will live to see a female a female head NFL coach? head coach. I want to see that. You want to see there is a female MLB manager, isn't there? Mhm. I was going to say I was like we'll live to see a he's like you love your female MLB managers. Oh yeah. No, cuz oh my gosh, there was the the one that got hired by the Giants, which I don't know if she's a manager. Mm-hmm. She's I think she was an assistant something or other. And then there's um the woman who was like executive something or other for the Marlins, which they actually had just fired her. But I think she's – someone else might have hired her back. I don't remember. But, yeah. 
I I love where women are going in the MLB. They're they're making their way up through the NFL. Um, I think they're they're already kind of they're already pretty present in the NBA. I know. Um, oh my gosh, Spurs. I'm sorry, guys. I did not sleep at well at all last night, and I had a presentation today, so I'm like brain dead. I think it's um. Coach Popovich is the Spurs coach, right? Yes. Yeah. He he hires a lot of women, mm-hmm. like as assistant coaches and all that kind of stuff, and they're all really good, and mm-hmm. all of his players respect them. I love it. But, yeah, this is it's it's so cool watching women move the up girls, in professional The sports. girls are getting it. Speaking so, um, of two, I'm going to shout this out because I think we're going to have them on soon. Okay. Two women that we know. That are women in sports moving on up are our own um, Anissa Gallo of U92 and a former DA assistant sports editor, Emma Scott. They both work for the Penguins in the media box. Oh my gosh, in the media box? Yeah, they're just kind of slaying it. I know, I believe Emma is a media intern and Anissa just sent me your stuff today. She works for Penguins Radio Network. So she does uh, the broadcasting unit for pre and post game. Uh, she attends every morning skate on game days to see who's skating that night. Um, and then she goes in the locker room to do audio and interviews. Oh. So yeah, she's kind of slaying it. I work for the Reed College and we're doing a little TikTok. Girl boss. On our girl her. bosses. And they're both killing it. Emma also I sent me hers. I would love to talk to them. She is, uh, she writes in-game notes. She makes credentials. She does record audios during player media abil- availability, press conferences. Oh, so this is like SID kind of stuff. Yeah. Sick. That's awesome. They're slaying. We're proud of you. We your honor, your honor, they're slaying. Your honor, they're slaying. We love our women in sports. We love our women in sports. But, um, yeah. So speaking of uh, professional, professional men's leagues, I, I need, I need to get something off my chest. Okay. We need to discuss the new MLB uniforms from Fanatics. Oh yeah. Or AKA the notebook, the Sheen of sports. Apparently, <laughs> literally, these are Sheen knockoffs. Like, oh my gosh, ha- have you actually have you seen the uniforms yet? No, and I don't know that I want to. Oh, oh, oh! You're going to. You're going to because this is awful. Okay. Like, so the MLB. Or I guess it's it's Nike. Oh, everything Nike makes is see-through. I'm but sorry. But it's manufactured by Fanatics. I hate to be that person, but Nike, it the problem probably isn't even Fanatics. It's probably Nike. Well, I, I think... Because Nike's jersey material is very known for being see-through. I think they were Nike uniforms in the past, but I think it was a different manufacturing because okay. Fanatics is the one that's like roped in on this. Okay. But they like redesigned the uniforms. They're supposed to be more breathable and flexible. Yeah, well the breathable don't work. The breathable the, bre- the no. breathable means see through. No, 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 no. Let me see. Okay, so the backstory. 
This is from sportico.com. Mm-hmm. Little story. Um, the new Nike uniforms have been in the works since 2018, the same year that Nike, Fanatics, and MLB agreed to their current partnership, which itself had an unusual genesis. In 2016, Under Armour and Fanatics had a deal in place to take the contract from Majestic when it expired before the 2020 season. The Under Armour deal fell apart, but Fanatics bought Majestic in 2017, and Nike swooped in a year later to commit to a similar three-way partnership. And it runs through 2029? So Nike handles the prototyping, design, and manufacturing. Mm -hmm. Fanatics handles the sewing, decorating, or no, Nike handles prototyping, design, and marketing. Mm-hmm. Fanatics handles sewing, decorating, and manufacturing. Okay. So the fact that they were see-through is Fanatics' okay. fault. Okay. Let's see. Let's see the see-through. <sighs> Let me just. Let's see the see-through. Let me. This this doesn't have a whole lot of pictures, but. Let me look it up then, because I'm curious. I need you to. Yeah, that's his butt. Yeah, his butt's <laughs> out. I'm sorry. And also, it's thinner. So... Are they trying... Can I say something awful for a second? Are they trying to appeal to a female audience? I'm not appealed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think the women are appealed. Because look at this. Oh, I don't like that you can see his crotch. <laughs> no, no, it's awful. I don't, I don't like that the legs are... I don't like that you can just like tell that it's legs. Like... Oh, that's bad. It's bad. It's why bad. can you you can see his black underwear? Oh, it's bad. Why, this is what happened. This is why they oh tell Oh my gosh, Yelly. Sorry. There's a picture of Christian Yelich. I like oh. him. Um, yeah. Look at the I don't like the pockets. No, you can see everything. And, and also the, he looks like an angry little leprechaun. I don't know who that is, but he's that looks angry. is Ryan Noda of the Athletics. Yeah, he looks a little angry. But um, yeah, you can see the shape of the pockets. You can see where the shirts are tucked in. You can you can see everything. Yeah, because there have been pictures. Uh, where you can see everything. They're li- they're too thin. They're too, too thin. thin. You can s- you can see shapes, guys. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. You can see shapes. <laughs> I'm seeing shapes. I don't want to see. But anyway, um, what was I gonna say? <laughs> so. Yeah, these baseball jerseys—they're terrible. Oh, they're I was terrible. gonna say you compared it, or you found a video, and you said the first—it was the rain, first rain game <laughs> of the, the season. And it- why is that the cover photo? Oh, the cover photo is someone's butt. It's just um, booty. Sorry. Um, <laughs> they were like the first rain game of the season, and it was like Ryan got Ryan. Is it Ryan Gosling? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Ryan Gosling in the uh, see-through shirt in the notebook. Yeah. <laughs> when it's raining. It's uh and they're they're trying to cover it. Like when the MLB posts pictures Did, they they eventually You can't it. photoshop that. No. Well, I mean, you can't photoshop real life. People at the games are going to be I'm So like is it just the whites or is it the is it every single material? I haven't seen pants that aren't white, actually. I mean, the Brewers are more of like a light mustardy color, and you could see through theirs. Yeah. But, um. Because I'm thinking, like, the gray, like, I know Cleveland, 
Yankees really, have grays. Cleveland too. and y- the Yankees really do lean into wearing like the grays. So I'm thinking like, will the grays be a see through? Will the navies be a see through? I don't know. But even then, there's still you can see the outline of the pockets because the pants are so dang thin. And yeah. apparently, I saw something. Nike had tried to make them more breathable, make them more flexible, easier to move in. I don't know what was wrong with the old ones, but also, like they had players standing beside each other, and two different players have two different sleeve cuffs. Like, one is looser, one is tighter. Oh, that's weird. Like, one player's sleeve cut. And it's not even just their arm. It's, like, the elastic is different. Mm. And then, even, like, the names and numbers on the back, they look cheap. There's one guy who has a really long last name, and it's literally curved halfway. Like, it starts on his side, curves all the way up around his number, and ends on the other side. Oh, my God. There's more efficient ways to do that. And it's so... It's so bad. It's so bad. It's and curved the, around his back. It's curved around his back. I can't remember who it is, but he is he has like a, a really long hyphenated last name. And the MLB is trying to dodge <laughs> some of the criticism especially on their social media pages. They are getting out of this. Because I mean they they, they were just posting the pictures just like no one's mm-hmm. business. But then the p- the pants are see through. You can see their shirts tucked in, and people are like, "This is ridiculous." Like I can see his shirt tucked in. I can see their legs. Like there's one guy. Everybody now knows he wears Nike biker shorts under his pants. Nobody knew that before, but they know it now because you can see the dang shorts through his pants. So um, MLB is trying to remedy this by only posting pictures from the waist up, or if you can see their legs, they're sitting and bent to where their arms are over top of the spot where the shirt stops. But then it's so obvious that that's what they're trying to hide. Everybody's like, you guys are not slick. Like, we know mm. why they're posts like that. And it, oh my gosh. I will, when I get back from Tampa, I will report and let you know how bad they are in person. <laughs> but this is horrific. Leave, leave well enough alone. Like, and uh, oh my gosh. According to New York Post, the players don't like them either. <laughs> Zoink, Scoob. But, um, yeah. So, that's... <laughs> Is that's, that the world of professional? And that's that's our discussion of the, of the new MLB uniforms. Oh, there's, I don't even want to think about it. Like, they look so dumb. Like, it just looks like, you know, you know what I mean? And that's why, because I want, I want that Caitlin Clark shirt so bad. I haven't gotten it yet, by the way. And then this happened, and I don't know if I want to get that shirt from Fanatics. Because I'm like, is it going to be see-through? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. So, new MLB uniforms, they're stupid and ugly, unlike the players wearing them. So... That being said, how do we talk about some baseball of our own? Y'all. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, most people most people are living for the weekend. I'm living for Wednesday. I'm living for I'm also living for the weekend because <laughs> it's St. Patrick's Day in Morgantown. Oh my gosh. But I am in fact living for tomorrow. I'm living Come to- rain, come shine. <gasps> That's tomorrow. 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 I love you. Tomorrow. You're only a day away. 
feel like I'm Miss Hannigan right now. <laughs> <laughs> because tomorrow is the first home game of the Mountaineer baseball season. <laughs> it's at Mon County Ballpark at 3 p.m. against, is it Canisius? Canisius? Canisius. Uh, I have a friend that goes to school there. It's Canisius. Slay. Um, well, however you pronounce it, we're going to kick their butt. So, um, Over the weekend, the Mountaineers won two and lost two against Charlotte uh, in Charlotte. And the wins were on Friday, 12 to 8. And then Saturday, they won 8 to 1. Se- uh, second game on Saturday, Saturday was a doubleheader. Uh, second game on Saturday, they lost 2 to 3. And then Sunday, they lost 5 to 6. So big wins, small losses. I think I can live with that. Um, we have Canisius. Canisius? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Canisius tomorrow. February 28th in Mont County Ballpark at 3 p.m. And then this weekend we go down to Bowling Green um, to play Western Kentucky. Friday at 4 p.m., Saturday at 2 p.m., Saturday again at 5 p.m., and Sunday at 1 p.m. Uh, it looks like this one isn't streaming anywhere, so you're just going to have to follow updates on Twitter or something. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be coming back to Mon County Ballpark on March 5th. And then the weekend of spring break, we're home, and I might be staying in town <laughs> until because I, I was gonna go home. Like yeah, Thursday. so I will not be I will not be in town, but I will be in West Virginia. But I am coming back for one of the games over spring break. <gasps> Sla- oh wait, cause we're playing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going. Yeah, I'm going. If we're playing Marshall in Charleston, then I'm going. Tuesday of spring break at 6 p.m. Oh, I will be going with McKenna. Oh, yeah. Because we're in Huntington. We're in yeah. Marshall country. Which this we're is going a, to Charleston. This is at Go-Mart Ballpark, so that's where the Appalachian Power used to play. Oh, heck yeah. All right. Which they're, they're See you over spring break, WVU Baseball. I'm also going. They're playing Ohio State the weekend of St. Patrick's Day. Yes, so they I'm are. Going. March. Oh, I'm going to be coming back that weekend. I can't say what I was going to say. I was going to say buck the pies. It's <laughs> a family show. But, um, yeah. So, no, because I, li- I literally told my parents, like, depending on what time that game is, Friday I may or may not be coming home Thursday. <laughs> but we have a game Thursday. I'll just go to that one. Yeah. Okay. So, we play BYU the weekend before spring break in Morgantown. We play Marshall in Charleston on March 12th. And then the weekend we get back, the 15th through the 17th of March, we're back in Mon County Ballpark playing Ohio State. So, slay. Um, I'm so excited for baseball season. I need J.J. Weatherholt to come back. I miss him so bad. I need Grant Hussey to come back. Grant Hussey's there. I know. Weatherholt's injured. You didn't know that? Hamstring injury. Today is piling <laughs> on, people. Today is piling on. Yeah. I, for, I forget if it was against Stetson or Charlotte. But, no, it's ha- hamstring injury. He's day-to-day, so it's not like he's on, like, a 10-day, 60-day, which I don't even think they do IL in college. But, um, no, he, he's day-to-day. So, there's a – if he's – there's a very slight, slight possibility he could be back tomorrow. But if he's not feeling that, then they'll probably just – hold him out a couple series to make sure he's okay but yeah he injured his hamstring in one of those i didn't know you didn't know that 
I'm so. I'm going through it today. I would not have broken that news to you today if I knew that you were going through it today, people. Okay, let's move on. Send Sydney some love. So yes, please. So uh, our our women love money, job offers, whatever you want. Our 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 women are in a little bit of are in a little bit of a slide. Our women's basketball girlies. It's okay. It's okay. because for every for every it's so over, there's a we're so back around the corner. Exactly. Y- you know how I've been saying I thought that we should be ranked higher. Mm-hmm. There's a reason we're ranked where we are. It's okay. So we lost to uh, Kansas State on February 21st out in Manhattan. Uh, it's oh my gosh, it's so funny actually, because we lost to Kansas State. Or the women lost to Kansas State in Manhattan in overtime this past week. And then I'll talk about it in a second. Our men also just lost to Kansas State in halftime yesterday. Um, yeah, so we lost 64-73 in overtime on Wednesday, February 21st. And then we played Baylor. I hardly know her on uh, Saturday, February <laughs> 24th. <laughs> I yelled that when Baylor was shooting a foul shot and they missed. So I'm just saying it works. Um, we lost, oh my gosh, we lost a heartbreaker to Baylor this past Saturday. My girl crush on JJ Quinterly is in jeopardy if she bounces another ball off her foot. (laughs) But, yeah, so I was unfortunately, like, front and center for that last play when we were... We were up, I think. Um, passed it in. <sighs> Quinterly took it, dribbled, lost control of the dribble, dribbled it off her foot, went out of bounds. Or no, it didn't go out of bounds. It started rolling down the court. She went to get it. Baylor got it instead, went up for the basket. She defended, got a foul called. Baylor made both their foul shots. Went Rest up one in point. pieces. Yeah. I just replayed that entire it's thing in my be, head. It's going to be okay. We're but it's okay. okay. We're going to, for every, for every, it's so over, there's a we're so back, back around the corner. corner. We play, oh, guess, guess, guess where we play next, Sydney? Way out in Norman. Yeah. <gasps> no way out in Norman, the Stillwater State. No, the, the women, the women's team is going yeah. out to play Oklahoma State. On the still the water strip. <laughs> that's today. Oh my gosh, oh, that's today, February 27th. They're on the still water strip they're on, today. They're on the still water strip right now. <laughs> um, You're way too good at that. <laughs> <laughs> can I if say? you guys think we should make merch, someone <laughs> reach out to us because I think we should just make shirts that just say still water strip on them wouldn't that be like buy wouldn't that be like get it and intellectual property thing relatable most relatable player of the week realist player the realist player of the week um yes we play them today then senior day is march 2nd for the girlies at 1 p.m in morgantown i can't go i have a work retreat that's sadness Sadness. So we play TCU for our last game, and then we head out to Kansas City, Missouri um, for the Big 12 Championship <laughs> the following week, March 7th through the 12th. So they'll be in the Big 12 Championship while we're on spring break. But yeah, so 
consolation to the women, we had a rough week, but but Kansas State was ranked number ten and Baylor was number twenty four. Okay. okay. So um. it's okay. It's okay. The men also played basketball. Also played basketball. Actually, Do we even want to talk about it? They actually played a heck of a game. I'll okay. I'll give them a little bit of a I'll give them their moment. Because we, we lost to Iowa State, mm-hmm. but Iowa State is ranked six. And we lost 64-71. Okay. So keeping within 10 of Iowa State is good for this team. Yep, 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 yep. And then um, we played Kansas State last night. Also a heartbreaker. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we didn't go into overtime. This doesn't say overtime. But um, we did go on a, what was it, 25-4 to scoring run. Dang. 25-4 to scoring run. We were down. A lot. Came back. I think took the lead for a second. And then Kansas State came back and we lost it. Uh, And my mom texted uh, my brother and I. And she was like, if we could shoot foul shots, we would have won that. I was like, yeah, I know. Um, But 90 to 94 against Kansas State. Oh, my God. When we went on that kind of scoring run. That's that's crazy. So Coming the, up, the, the oh men might be our the men might be our we're so back for right now. They, they might be so back. We'll see because they play Texas Tech in the Coliseum uh, on March second, March sixth for Senior Day. They play TCU in the Coliseum, and then they go up to Cincinnati to play Cincinnati on Saturday, March 9th for their last regular season game. And then they'll go to the big, the men's Big Twelve championship, also in Kansas City, March twelfth through the sixteenth. So that's right after the women finish. Um, do you think we're winning the Big Twelve? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> here's my que- here's my real question. I don't. Are we gonna make it to the NIT? I don't Our women's will be in the NCAA tournament. Uh, for if you're ranked, you're in the NCAA tournament. But. Are we even going to make like the NIT? I don't think so. I'm an Akron Zips basketball fan now, actually. Got to rep my hometown homies. I'm worried. I'm going to be honest, I'm worried. <laughs> but, uh, last but not least, the women are having a... The girlies are not... They're not getting it recently. We're just... We're in a slump. Maybe Mercury's in retrograde. I don't know. But our Iowa State Cyclone softball team... Um, over the past week, February 23rd on Friday, they had, they lost to Delaware, then beat Lehigh, uh, and then Saturday, sorry, I had to think for a second, they lost to Delaware again, and then Sunday, they lost to Virginia, and then Sunday again, uh, they lost to Lehigh. So our our cycloneers are on a little bit of a slump, but it's okay. It's okay because they have the Colorado Classic coming up, where they play uh, Colorado State on Friday, March first at one p.m. Then they play Colorado State again at four p.m. and then they play Northern Colorado Saturday, March second at one p.m. and then again at four p.m. and then they'll play Colorado State once again on Sunday, and then. The Iowa State Cyclones. We out in Norman. <laughs> the Stale Water Strip. They're going out to Norman, Oklahoma to play Oklahoma March 8th through the 10th. So that's when their Big 12 play kicks off. So, yeah. 
good luck to our little Cyclones. And they play Tulsa on March 12th. And then Houston, March 15th through the 17th. And you landed in Tulsa while he slipped they're playing, away. They're playing Houston in Ames. Oh, wait, they're, they're in Ames. I'm sorry. I keep forgetting they're actually in Iowa. <laughs> I was like, why are we? What? And then I was like, oh, wait, this is Iowa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they play Houston at home. Oklahoma away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. I had a brain short circuit. But yeah, that's our little Mountaineer Sports Rundown. And that's the episode for today. So keep on listening because. Oh, wait, no, wait. I almost said that wrong. Keep on listening. Do you not want us to have any promotion? But you can listen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can listen at the DA online.com slash podcast or wherever you stream podcasts. That would be But keep listening wherever you're listening because the girls are Get it. <laughs>